Two entitled parents try to bully my brother-in-law into giving them his inheritance, and I could not be more shocked by how childish they acted. For some background information, my husband's parents have been terrible people for a lot of reasons. My husband has been living on his own since he was 17 years old. His parents kicked him out of the house because his older brother didn't break down moving boxes or some other petty crap like that. The entitled parents just decided they were done being parents and kicked both of their boys out of their house. We've been together for 26 years, so I have personally seen these garbage parents in action for a long time. My husband's brother, though, was permitted to live with them intermittently after the initial boot. My husband never asked them for anything ever again, and we are extremely low contact with them. My husband's grandparents both passed away last year within days of each other due to old age. They were really nice grandparents and a great set of role models to our family. After they passed away, we were given some household items and didn't expect anything from the estate. Unbeknownst to us, there was a portion left to each of the adult grandchildren. The aunt in charge of the estate recently sent a letter telling my husband how proud Grandpa was of him, as well as a check for $5,000. This was a really nice gift. My husband has depression issues stemming from his childhood, so having something tangible for him to hold on to, as well as to read from his grandfather was so nice. Because we're doing well, we're able to just deposit the check into our savings. This estate planner said that the grandparents would be very happy that we are saving it. My husband's brother struggled through his young adulthood and has some codependency issues with his entitled parents. He's been living away from the entitled parents for several years now and has overcome some significant problems. He bought a house recently and also said he was planning on putting money into his savings. The entitled parents caught wind that the boys were given some money and so they called my husband's brother and they were completely belligerent with him. They claimed that he owed them somewhere between $2,000 to $5,000 but that they would settle for just a thousand. Now, my husband's brother is doing much better than he ever has been. I'm super proud of him. He was able to put his inheritance into his savings, but he literally just emptied out his savings account to buy his house. His car needs work, his wife is disabled, and he has four kids. He needs an emergency cushion, but his parents kept bullying him and eventually pushed him into agreeing to send them $1,000. And while he hasn't sent the money to them yet, he made payment arrangements to start the next pay period. Ten payments of $100. As a side note, this money that my husband's brother supposedly owes to his parents was all from when they lived together over six years ago. He paid the full amount of rent and utilities at the time, but his parents were supposed to pay for food and help with babysitting. Full disclosure, the whole group is dysfunctional together. My husband calls his brother just to talk to him, and he tells my husband exactly what his parents did. My husband's brother is so stressed out, and he doesn't want to give his parents any money, but feels like he has to. He also also says that he owes us some money because we paid his light bill a few months ago. But we were not even stressing about the light bill money at all and haven't even asked for any kind of repayment. My husband tells his brother under no terms should he send that money to his parents. The grandparents sent the money to the grandkids through the estate planner. We assume they did it specifically because if they sent it through these terrible parents, it would never come our way. My husband's brother is nervous because he's on shaky ground with his parents. But my husband said who cares? They're terrible parents and you're better off without them. He agrees and says that he won't send them the money. My husband said that if the parents call again and ask for money, let them know that the estate planner will be notified of their attempts to hustle them out of money. And also, for the record, these terrible parents were also given an inheritance. But they borrowed money from the grandparents several times over the years. And each time they borrowed money, the grandparents stated that this money comes from their future portion of the estate. I don't know what was left for the entitled parents, especially 
especially after all that borrowing. And honestly, we don't really care. So hopefully my husband's parents don't get any money from my brother-in-law as he deserves that money and he should be saving it. That's a really terrible story, especially when that money was not meant for those parents at all. How gross and disgusting do you have to be to still try and sink your talents and your kids just to shake them down for money? And they're doing it right. I would also 100% let the estate planner know exactly what they're doing because it's unethical and it's just rude. And it's really ridiculous that it was six years ago that he lived with his parents and they're still holding a grudge about money that he owes. I get that you have to pay it, but it seems like a very convenient time to start demanding money, especially when they first give the range of $2,000 to $5,000 and then say, oh, but we'll only take $1,000. I bet you he only owes them maybe 300 bucks at most. So yeah, hopefully these parents don't get any of this money and hopefully this guy goes no contact with his parents because based on what we're hearing, these people absolutely suck. I am at a breaking point with my fiance's financial irresponsibility and I simply don't know what to do. When I first met my fiance six years ago, she was literally so buried in debt that her wages were being garnished and she was facing bankruptcy. I helped her carve her way out by footing the majority of the bills and asking that she cut her cards up and never use them again. I thought we were beyond this ordeal, but today I had a conversation with her that made my head almost explode. We rarely discuss finances because it's frequently a source of tension in the relationship. I honestly thought she was doing better because I confirmed that she was debt-free as of a year ago. Somehow within that short time span, she managed to max out two credit cards and accumulate roughly $12,000 of high interest credit card debt that she now has to struggle with on top of her student loans. I'm furious and have no idea where to go from here. I own a house and she pays for a portion of the mortgage. So I suggested that maybe she can forego those payments to make progress on her debt. This is probably a stupid idea that will not solve her spending problem, but it's worth a try. Ludicrously enough, this conversation was spawned by her requesting to take a vacation that we simply cannot afford. I do all right financially and I make about six figures, but in principle, I find this behavior absolutely appalling. I think of everything we could have done with the money that she just throws away on credit card interest payments and I am fixated on the idea that we as a couple will never hit our financial goals due to her extreme mismanagement of her finances. I could be going on trips or setting up investments for us, but once again, I am needing to bail her out. Is there any hope that she's capable of changing? What should I do? My first question is, what on earth is she buying that's making her max out so many credit cards? Like, please tell me this isn't some kind of stereotype where some lady's just going shopping. I would almost be curious to see where she's actually using these credit cards to try and see if you can maybe put restrictions on where she can and cannot shop. Not necessarily anything that you would do personally, but maybe setting up like ground rules like, okay, if we go to this store or this website, we can't use the credit cards. And honestly, you're getting ready to marry this lady. You absolutely need to discuss finances with her. If you honestly can't discuss finances today, getting married isn't going to help anything. Being financially responsible is a pretty big deal when you're legally bound to somebody else. And it doesn't sound like she totally understands that. I think maybe she thinks that you're just going to bail her out no matter what, obviously because you love her, but to a certain degree, it kind of seems like she's using you a little bit, which in this case isn't totally irrational in my opinion. You are getting married after all, so finances kind of become a thing between the both of you. But in my opinion, I think it's time to set up some serious ground rules between the both of you. You can't be expected to bail her out every single time just because she is making some terrible decisions. That's honestly not fair for either of you. So hopefully you're both able to find a solution to this and that she's able to see that you can't keep maxing out credit cards and expect everything to be happy in your home. I got tipped 86 cents as a server. Now you might be thinking, oh no, that 
That's really bad. Yeah, I would have thought so too. But I want to share why I'm not mad that I only got an 86 cent tip. I only was scheduled one day this week. And when I went in for my shift, I got a table fairly quickly. It was just a one top with a little older lady. She kind of reminded me of the iguana assistant from the movie Sing, but not in a bad way. She was one of the sweetest customers I've had in such a long time. Very polite, wasn't rude at all, and was really nice to me in general. Now, my restaurant uses the Presto systems to pay. If you don't know what that is, basically it's a table tablet thing that your table pays on. They can also play games and other stuff too. Basically, these things are a pain in the butt, especially for the older crowd. I don't know why they thought this customer base was the best for upgraded payment systems, but whatever. So the lady pays and she tells me she accidentally forgot to tip, but she wanted to tip me because she really enjoyed my service. Her bill came out to about $50. Now, I was going to find a manager to pull back her receipt, but when I walked in the office, the bartender was filling out an incident report. So, I backed out slowly and went back to the lady. Also, I couldn't have printed the receipt to sign either, because there's no option for that after it's printed after using the Presto machines. I just figured I would ring in something cheap, and she could leave a tip on that. So that's what I did. I rang in something that was about 3 bucks. she paid for it, and said she'd leave 20%. I didn't think about it until I looked at the notification for how much I got tipped. It was only 86 cents. And honestly, I just kind of laughed. And I wasn't even upset about it at all. The lady really did try to tip me 20% of her original bill. But it was just a weird situation. It really was the thought that counted, to be honest, though. Honestly, if it was any other table, I probably would have been very upset. But you know what? Accidents happen. That's a really cute story, because at least this lady did try to say, hey, I want to leave you a good tip. And it's just a shame that it only came out of the $3 purchase instead of the $50 one. Hopefully next time those machines get worked out and that kind of mistake won't happen again. I took a secret trip to buy an engagement ring and now my girlfriend thinks I'm cheating. I've been planning on proposing to my partner for a long time now. I've got this big surprise trip planned and I've kept it on the down low perfectly so far. That is up until now. The last thing I needed to do was buy an engagement ring. So I went to two different cities to browse engagement rings and obviously while keeping it a secret from her. Google Maps on my phone was logged into her Google account and little did I know it tracks your every move and you can look at your past trips as well. She just so happened to be looking at a recent journey that she did and saw that someone had obviously been to these places and asked me about it. I am a terrible liar. So I said I did go there but I can't tell her why and now she thinks I've seen another girl. Google Maps has officially screwed me over. What do I do? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. This is definitely a pickle because it's one of those where you really can't tell her what you were doing at those specific locations. And it really sucks because you can't go into more detail without giving away the surprise. It's one of those things where you're stuck between a rock and a hard place and it's like, oh no, what do I do? Obviously, you don't want your girlfriend to think that you're cheating on her when in reality, you're setting things up to do the exact opposite and marry her. So I think if anything, you could probably just say, hey, I didn't want to ruin the surprise, but I'm getting you a present of some kind. You're not lying by any stretch of the imagination, so you really might be able to get away with saying this without her assuming the worst. There's also the distinct possibility that based on where you went on Google Maps, she might be able to figure out that you went shopping at specific places. And if you went to like a jewelry place where they're selling rings, then I can completely understand where she's coming from, where she's thinking, oh no, he's cheating on me. Hopefully though, she comes to her senses as soon as you propose to her and things are able to go swimmingly and wonderful between the two of you. My husband is moving out on me in my time of need and I honestly don't know what to do about it. I'm a 41-year-old female and my husband is 37. We met 10 years ago and we've been married half that time. He has been crashing at his family's house for about a year. He declared us as separated with no input from me. For background, he has never given sincere apologies and has always been hugely resistant to compromise. We endured a string of major tragedies in our lives right after getting married and big financial and logistical strains involving insurance as well as other things. I sacrificed myself in ways that raised a lot of eyebrows to help his family. For me, I have been unable to find work due to a blacklisting retaliation situation. I should be a highly paid professional, but I have been shut out. This happened early in the pandemic and I have struggled with finding a lawyer because of how complex this case is. Also around that time, I was diagnosed with CPTSD from the effects of a severe childhood trauma and multiple workplace traumas. The work situation is truly horrifying and a huge chicken or egg problem that no one seems to be able to solve. I arrived back from the long-distance retaliation job and moved back into our tiny little place with my stuff. He had even thrown some of my stuff in our storage unit without really asking me. He moved out because when I came back during the pandemic, he got mad that there were too many DVDs in the TV cabinet, while also asking me to get rid of some of my clothes and makeup, as well as some of my books on the bookshelf because he needs the open space. It was a lot of small, petty things just like that that he would request that were just really nasty. And that's exactly what he was. Nasty and condescending. Constantly yelling. And honestly, I thought you were supposed to compromise in a marriage. But if I then decide, okay, let's go through the fridge, for example, and clean it out, he would then go, oh, I don't want that sauce thrown away. And then he would storm out if it's gone. He has broken things in the apartment just because he was in a fit of rage. I have struggled with avoidance and discouragement around difficult tasks like begging for jobs and completing back taxes. I have asked for his help in the way that I actually can do them. And he did a little bit in the past, but complained loudly about how much it sucked. But I mean, it's taxes. What do you expect? And honestly, that took hours of begging. Before that, he would just buy fancy file boxes and throw them in the middle of the floor and shame me. He also has a history of not filing his taxes before we met. So there is definitely some projection going on there. So every time we talk, after about five minutes, he starts shaming me and saying, this is who you are. Despite the fact that I've been actively trying to heal with trauma therapy, I tried to ask him to kindly explain what his needs were room by room, but he 
just keeps saying, oh, you can't do it. Once, he threw away my bedroom TV after I was crying with him not to throw it away. In fact, he would throw away a lot of my things that I enjoyed under the guise of, oh, I'm just recycling. There are a plethora of examples that come just from this alone. I personally believe that he fits the covert narcissist stuff on the internet. Perfect, humble employee. He's a servant-like person when it comes to his friends. Only has friends from high school, but he ends up being a totally different person at home. He is also incredibly sensitive. He screams if there's some kind of background noise while he's driving, or if there's any kind of perfume while he's driving. He has horrible road rage, and he just freaks out over the smallest things. For a year, he has threatened to get a lawyer and get a divorce, but hasn't done it. He just goes to work, goes to his parents' house, and watches TV and eats. His family hasn't checked in with me at all. It's like they don't even care that I've been left alone. His family never discusses issues. They just talk about politics all the time instead of discussing family stuff. It's very superficial. Now he is condescending and refusing to help me with rent. I am not capable of handling a move right now due to multiple stressors in my life. What should I do next? I do think he is dealing with some form of mental illness, but when I even suggest that I say that, he freaks out saying, how dare you suggest I have a mental illness? I'm me and this is who I am. You are the problem. I really would like my husband to go to therapy, grow up, and learn to compromise, but I'm not sure what to do. It does not sound like this is a healthy relationship in the slightest. And based on what you've described, this guy is not making improvement or in any way, shape, or form showing that he cares about you. I mean, you have both been separated for a year, and if you really think he's going to be coming back, then I think you're joking. Like, this marriage, in my opinion, just from the outside looking in, it sounds like it's done. Either way, I really hope you find the relief that you're looking for, and hopefully your marriage will work out for the best if your husband is willing, but based on what you're describing, I just don't see that happening. Should I show my ex the evidence I have that proves that she cheated on me so that she'll stop denying it? My ex and I broke up about two months ago. We dated for about five years and lived together for three. We had a pretty good relationship right up until the end. Ever since we broke up though, she has been treating me as if I'm the worst person on the planet. Despite me assisting her with bills, being kind, and beyond understanding, it's as if all of the great times that we had are non-existent to her. Well, as it turns out, she started dating her boss a week before we broke up. Once I saw this, I did some digging and found out that she had been cheating on me with her boss for a few months before we ended up breaking up. She adamantly denies it, but I have several pieces of evidence that practically proves that she was, at the very least, emotionally cheating on me with her boss. I'm so tired of her denying this that I just want to show her the piece of evidence I have to show her that I know that she betrayed my trust and betrayed our relationship. Should I show her the piece of evidence I have against her that proves once and for all that yes, she did cheat on me, also that she can stop denying it and accept that she did this? Or should I just let her forever wonder what I have that proves that she cheated? What should I do? If you've already broken up with her, I don't know if there's much else you can do. I know you're probably very upset with this situation and obviously it's still raw. Like, I'd be pretty upset too if my girlfriend cheated on me and I had concrete evidence that they were absolutely denying. That would drive me crazy personally. So I totally understand where you're coming from there. I think another thing you need to remember is that she does not care about you. She's literally not thinking about your situation ever. She moved on instantly, it sounds like. You spent like five years together and lived together for three. And if she really did cheat on you several months before you guys broke up, then honestly, she checked out a long time ago. It seems like you really want to share this information with her and show this evidence as some way of proving her wrong. But it honestly begs the question, is this lady even worth it? Like she doesn't care about 
got you and she's not going to feel guilty about this situation. And I don't think anything you can or would do would make her feel guilty about the way she betrayed you. I think your best bet is just to focus on yourself and break contact if that's possible. It is literally doing nothing for you as well as your own well-being by holding on to this and trying to have some kind of revenge, if you will. Which I don't think that's what you're trying to do, obviously. But I do see your perspective of being incredibly hurt and trying to prove once and for all, hey, you broke us up, not me. So I wish you the best of luck with whatever you decide to do, and hopefully you're able to get away from this lady who ruined your relationship. Because you can honestly do so much better than her. I did another woman's makeup and got scammed out of them paying me. And when I tried to get the money from them later, they threatened to call the police. Before COVID, I was a makeup artist that did looks for events ranging from prom to weddings. I still do makeup for myself regularly, but nowadays I really do event makeup for others. I still do take requests, but I need plenty of notice as my work schedule has been really wonky lately. Well, three years ago, a mutual friend requested that I do her prom makeup. Since I was so new, I wasn't charging a lot. It truly was a hobby, and I did make money on it. I told her, okay, that'll be $25. She agreed, but with some hesitation. I did not require a down payment before the appointment, as I had no issues before. The day of, her mom told me, we had bills to pay. We'll get you next week. I understood and left it at that. I honestly should not have been so trusting. But I had never been scammed before. It didn't seem possible. A week passed by and I sent a reminder that I still needed payment from them and her mother went off on me, told me to stop harassing them and that real people have real problems and not everyone can afford to get their makeup done. She then mentioned calling the police if I tried nagging her again. Eventually, I just dropped it because in the grand scheme of things, $25 just wasn't worth the fight. Months passed by and October hits. I was in between jobs and this girl hits me up again to do her makeup for homecoming. I tell her I'll do it, but I doubled the cost and asked for $20 down payment, non-refundable. She agreed and I thought, okay, at least if she cancels, I have this. The time approaches when I'm supposed to leave my house and I message her to verify. And lo and behold, she had booked someone else and didn't tell me until I asked 30 minutes before our appointment. I was disappointed, but honestly, not surprised. I decided that was it and I was never going to work with her ever again. She then had the audacity to tell everyone I was threatening her family and I was pressing charges. I haven't heard from her in over two years now, but I did hear through the grapevine that she wanted my services again. Well, as you can guess, that is absolutely not going to happen. That is such a terrible feeling to have somebody completely play you like that, where you provide some kind of service for them, they say they're going to pay you later, and then they never pay you. Like, that's such a toxic thing to do. And that is honestly why people have down payments ahead of time, so they can be like, okay, if you don't do it, I still get something out of this. Because I'm sure that people scam people like this all the time, so it's better to get something out of your time than nothing. And to be honest, I'm really surprised that this original poster even agreed to have a second time with this lady. If I was her, I would have let the first time be a solid sign of what the second time's gonna be like. And lo and behold, it did end up being like that. But if anything, at least you got 20 bucks out of it and you only lost $5 overall, which in the grand scheme of this situation is not too bad. At least the $5 can be some kind of tax towards your own wisdom, knowing that you will never let anybody take advantage of you like that ever again. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.